What people want from this show is technical problems. That's what I've learned. Well, I've got them. In spades. Is this the show? I don't know. I think John's still trying to turn that's... on his recorder. Usually John has I'm recording on the other on. one. I'm re- that's, this is oh, the, that's this right. is the backup hear, that I'm My favorite story. John, I do not think I realized until I heard you sitting in for me on the Six Scholars <laughs> podcast last week that your truly insane setup was because you had a problem one time. <laughs> <laughs> and as a result, you've been using two computers for Oh, what, nine years? <laughs> probably. I don't think I started out that. No, I mean, I, it's probably not been quite that long. I bet it could be like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, so. That's a long time. Yep. Do you think you'll ever stop? Why would I? It works so I well. I don't. I, yeah, okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. I, it's not failed me yet. <laughs> and honestly, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that I've had that problem again since... Um, since then 2000 yeah since 2016 or whatever yeah i have no i have no idea um yeah um but i probably don't need to record on my air i could probably just do the the one on the macbook but Uh, modern computers are a wonderful thing (laughs) and incredibly capable so is this 2009 (laughs) unibody macbook (laughs) damn (laughs) let me tell Uh, you the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) So I finally did upgrade my air to uh Ventura. Yeah, I fi- nice. I got I got uh, I got two um yeah, I I wanted to run Ivory and uh the the Wallaroo beta. Can I say that? Mm. Am I allowed to talk about the Wallaroo beta? I guess so. I'm talking about the Wallaroo. It's not beta. Fight Club, John. Don't worry about it. <laughs> is Wallaroo another Mastodon client? No. Wallaroo <laughs> is the Icon Factory's um like uh Oh right, yeah, they've been talking wallpaper. About that. Yeah, it's 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 been on iOS for a while now, and they are bringing it to the Mac. So it, I do consider it amongst the easiest and quickest ways to bring fun and exciting wallpapers to a screen area. Me too. Yeah, you, I, you, this raises a question for me. What do you what do you guys use as your like Mac wallpaper? Take a guess, Dan. It's something Star Trek. <laughs> Currently, it, is. it wasn't. It wasn't until. Like until it, I said until, that. until I just got actually no actually a few days ago I switched it to some to some picture that I some Elcars thing that I downloaded from the internet but now I now I have the Elcars from uh, Allro. Yeah. I okay. use rotating uh, built-in Apple backgrounds. I've used the same. I use a built-in dynamic one, one of the ones that um, changes throughout the day mm. that they have. Mm-hmm. I've used that since they introduced those. I think this might have come with Big Sur. I used to oh, do no, it. It's the cliffs. But I just it's the same on both my computers. I used to have different ones. I always used to have something that I like a picture I had taken as my background, but I don't know. I guess I just at some point I switched and just didn't go back. That's how that happened. Yeah. Prior I'm, prior it's very to very much this... like John and his <laughs> recording setup. Right. Prior to this I had a uh I had a picture from uh bu- 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 blanking on the name station 11 that's you ah. i think for one thing was that i i felt like the display resolution was outpacing my photos there for a while so like yeah i had like yeah. really cool photos i had taken but right. then like they would look increasingly great really old ones the yeah display yeah, right. resolution got better yep. and i was like nah, i'm not gonna worry about that yeah i yeah, i'm actually I don't, like I, i'm not a like i'm not a home photo person <laughs> I mean, I like I like to look at my photos from time to time, but I don't I don't use them on my phone and I don't use them on my computer. I'm pretty picky about Mac desktop backgrounds. Like I need them to be uh, simple <laughs> and uh, uh, can't be like anything that's busy that's poking out behind my windows really pisses me off. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I I've sometimes used. I'm looking at some of the the ones now. There's this picture of, I, I guess the ca- the title is Big Sur Horizon. I've liked that one in the past. It's just like some rocks in the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I you know if I use those ones that change throughout the day, they've got that dynamic wallpaper that's like just colors, <laughs> just gradients. I use that mm. one sometimes. But the pictures uh, the pictures distract me, Dan. Yeah, I think well the one I have is the one where it's like a it's like a drawing. It's not even like a photo. It's an yeah. illustration, and I like that because it's very matte right like it's i i find it less distracting i agree with you on that um 
but yeah, I, now I, again, it is literally wallpaper to me now. Like I don't even think about it anymore. I so rarely see my desktop. <laughs> Too is the other thing. Usually on startup. I haven't startup. seen my desktop since 2007. Uh, see, I just I just went through. I guess there's a way. There's there is a like a you can hide everything by like what is it? Control clicking, option clicking, the finder or something. I can't remember how I, I yeah. do it. So but, I you know I don't know if you guys use hot corners, but I I use a hot corner in my bottom right corner on every Mac I've owned for eons. Uh, shows the desktop hides all the windows shows the desktop. I use it all the time. I I use the um five. Uh, the four or five finger yeah. um, reverse pinch for that. That's what I've always used. Because uh, if I want to get to like a file on my desktop. Um, when I do that particular do it gesture, it wants to show the friggin' launch. Oh, no, I see. I, I can do that too. But yeah. Oh, the, like the flick away, basically. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. Flicks I, all the windows off the screen. I love that. That's been ingrained in me for years. One now. of the reasons I like the corner and uh, the gesture you're using is also great. And you can, when you do the gesture, you can do it in slow motion, which is fun. Um, but it works. Mm-hmm. It's super helpful when I'm dragging files. So like I drag yeah, a file and drag exactly. it to the bottom right corner. Mm, clever. Now yeah. I, see my I, I only use the only hot corner I have is to put the uh, display to sleep or bit, you know, lock and put the yeah. display to sleep or whatever. I just, I trigger them too much by mistake. So I, I do sometimes. Well, you need a trigger warning. But... <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. I'm going to put the display to sleep. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> I have somehow turned into messy uh, desktop guy. I didn't know. Oh I don't my know, god! Not sure when that happened. Oh, look I at all the de- my look at my desktop. It's an absolute mess. It's just, it's full of um. It's full of t-shirt images. Because <laughs> that's where I dump, story, I dump them and then I up, upload them to Cotton Bureau and then I just leave them there. Apparently, mine can so get I, messy over the course of a, a couple of days. But I, you know, I have my uh, my off desktop folder. <laughs> And it goes in there. And then I empty that one once every blue moon. <laughs> I, I have the problem off. with the the downloads folder on my uh, Mac Mini here is like, there's tons of shit in there that I'm just too lazy to file mm-hmm. and I have to think about where it would go. And so as a result, I have, I talked about this on Clockwise recently, I have like almost 100 things in my, in my folder going back to uh, 2000. <laughs> 13 i Whoa. don't know why why Whoa. i don't know why <laughs> it's a problem uh, actually I, how old is my oldest thing let's see that's it's it's probably not that old oh no it's definitely not that old. oh it's not that old because i think the, these are um i rebuilt my computer image so these are not these I dates see. I have these dates are not the right dates but i don't know for example the oldest thing in my downloads folder is a uh, command line tool for zipping and unzipping EPUBs, which has been in my download folder since 2012. So Jesus. 11 years. I don't know what I, to do with it. I guess it should go somewhere, but I just wasn't sure where to put it. And then I got so overwhelmed by the feeling of like having to file these things away that I just was like, just leave it. There are 24 <laughs> items in my downloads folder and I, de- I delete from there all the time. You are not allowed have, to live wow. in my downloads folder. <laughs> well i i have a home get out of my downloads folder <laughs> and into my car <laughs> yeah i i also leave i have like a few things on my desktop and every once in a while i clean them off but i've definitely had a couple screenshots there for a long time because again i almost have them as like reminders like oh yeah i want to like write something about this and if i put it somewhere else mm. i'll forget about right. it but i also <laughs> just don't do it so it really uh it's kind of a yeah, big miss on both sides there. <laughs> anyway. Well, Dan, are you on uh, the hot new um, social networking app? I'm on so many hot new social networking apps. Which one did you mean? Um, the one that is advised by uh, Gruber. Wavelength. Uh, I couldn't even remember yeah, the name. Yeah, do we have to clarify <laughs> that we were not paid? Uh, we are not paid advisors <laughs> no. to this app. Listen, no, I here. think it's been very, very clear to listeners of this show that despite his endless mockery of me, I have tons of respect for John Gruber and really, really <laughs> like him. Um, man, that was a long fucking article. <laughs> 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 and I, I was saying to my kids this morning, uh, you know, everybody's encountered this where you, you click into an article and you're like, oh, this will be a quick article to read. And it's longer than you realize, but you don't know until you're in. And now you're like, well, now what do I do? Like, 
like uh, that, that, that his post as we record today about wavelength was quite the length of it. And I, I mean, I appreciate it. He had a lot to say. Um, and I, I wrote to you both that I, I went through the five stages of something with that article because for, at first I'm like, why is this so long? It's like, Oh, this is why it's so long. He's also an advisor and an, an equity stakeholder, which great, more power to him. Um, but man, that was a long post. Mostly what I think about wavelength is that was a long post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did not finish reading it because I had that same yeah. reaction. I think I, even I didn't worse, <laughs> I had clicked through it. From, I read it all. Uh, <laughs> I clicked through it from a link in in a Discord. And you know how when like you're on like your phone in Discord and it opens in a web view. Yep. And you're like, oh, but now I can't use the app until I finish reading. I had that story. with Mastodon yeah, this morning. Which, but I was like, nah, no, yeah, I'm done. Right. Yeah, yeah, you either have to write. And so lose it uh, or the, read it. If you yeah, haven't exactly. read it, or if you didn't have time to read it, the short version is. <laughs> And Kruber, feel free to call me. I'll help you with the short version anytime you need. Uh, you know he listens. But um, the short version is that it's a uh, you know a, an app for group messaging that's Apple device only. Works on iOS and the Mac. And it's got some extra smarts in there that make it better for group messaging, uh, I guess. Um, the onboarding experience to me is atrociously bad because all groups are private. <laughs> so when you join it, there's nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Dan, you created a group for us, and I was wondering, since you created it, like, are you allowed to make us also, me and John, are, are you allowed to make us also owners of it, or are only you allowed to be the owner of it, or are you allowed to I name it? I think so. Because right now it's just named Dan, I'm allowed and John to name Moltz, it. and there's no way that that could Yeah. Okay. Uh, I can name it, and I can put in, it looks like emojis or an image for Wait, it. you said it's for the, for the Mac? I don't see it for the There we go. Now it's three-bound. Look at that. Yeah, it's for yeah, the so Mac. I've, I thought you were writing to me from your Mac today on this mold. No, I was from my phone. It says I can put in an image too, but I just don't. Oh, I it, don't was, know. it was Casey Liss was writing from his Mac. But yeah, the Mac app oh, is hard to find. You have to look for Wavelength Messenger, uh, not just Wavelength. Right on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I, changing it to this picture just because it was the first one I found. <laughs> Sorry, in advance to our friend John Moltz. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> the picture is so small, but I can't yet, see it. <laughs> I'm going to be very angry it's when I get in. It's just a picture of me and Lex. <laughs> oh, so, I mean, there's, there's something clever there in this app, and I get it, but like, it's missing so much right now. First of all, like the I fact that I can't discover any groups is crazy. I should at least see the groups that my friends are active in so I can request an invite or something. And I can't do any like emoji reactions or anything. It I don't know. It's weird. Feels, it feels very... This is my problem with this. It feels very clicky. Um. <laughs> Because of it, like it's a good tool, I guess. But like, you I mean also with am not sure. Yes, not oh, with yeah. a clicky clicky. Not uh, like a home screen button that's haptic. Not like that. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know why. Why we'd use this over another either like Slack or iMessage. <laughs> like we have a thread in iMessage, and I guess technically we have. Well, you clearly like, didn't read words ten thousand through thirty thousand, where we go into <laughs> that pretty deeply on during. I have. I mean, I guess we also have like a thread that's like the three of us and James and Guy that occasionally gets used. And so I guess it makes yep. sense if like we had a, a big group that was the five of us, but then it was subdivided because like John and Guy and I will have like a Biff thread. And then like we have separate threads with James or Guy for specific episodes where they're on. Like, I guess there's like subsets kind of makes sense. But like, I guess this is also describing a case where people have like dozens or hundreds of people in a group chat, which also seems bananas to me. Right. It's and the the argument that John was eventually making was that Slack is overkill for groups that are you know hundreds mm -hmm. or fewer, um, and that this is what's just right for them. I'm just not in those groups, really. <laughs> I guess. Like, and yeah, I can't I imagine a world where like Dan and I are in the incomparable member Slack. I can't imagine a world where we'd say, "Hey, let's move this Slack to uh, wavelength." I got it's it's missing a million features. I don't know. I don't know. I hope it makes John even richer. But and I mean, Gruber, not Moltz. I want Moltz to be destitute. But the I just I don't know. I'll nothing. Way ahead. Of yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't see myself spending a lot of time there, but who knows? Maybe maybe yeah. Maybe and and honestly, Dwayne, I really just don't need another one open all the time. <laughs> like right, That's I'm going to keep it open for a few uh, days, see what happens. But uh, I also maybe really we'll get can't invited get to a cool group. Its integration Lex. of. AI. No, I, well, see, that's the other thing. And this is, this is a psychological problem of mine, of which there are many. Um, I felt like angst about starting a group. Like I see a bunch of my friends in there. What if I start a group with them? 
the Lex's friends group. <laughs> but like, what if they don't want to be in this fucking group? I'm sure they can also leave. But now I'm just some jackass who invited him to a group they don't want to be in. So I was, also, I was really I have struggling a with that. Slight, I have a slight eye rollingness to the, so there's a wavelength like group that you get added to by default. Um, and the name wavelength has a blue check mark next to it. That is clearly the <laughs> Twitter blue check mark. And that just made me roll my, like, uh, yes, you're very funny. <laughs> like, I don't know. It seems stupid. Um, I like, I see people with that in their handle at Mastodon sometimes too. They put a blue check mark in their handle at Mastodon. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> what point are you making? Well, gotta use it. Anyway, this episode is brought to you by Wavelength. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. John Gruber is not giving us his hard-earned money. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, all right. That settles that then. I guess we handled that. <laughs> there. I sent a message oh, to a larger sent... group. I created one. Oh, I'm no. I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm very worried. Uh, I... Okay. The... Lexus well, this is good. Awesome. This is the part people. of the show where we, <laughs> we do Here software we stuff Done. live on the I air. I made a group. I'm so proud. Um, uh, but John, how are you enjoying being on the latest version of Mac OS? How's that been going for you? Fine. I mean, like I said, I'm enjoying having those apps um, that I have been missing out on. Mm, I've got some weird problem, but I'm not sure if it's related to this. None of like tapping <laughs> uh, the space like bar. So, so tapping the space bar to, I don't know if it does this for everything to preview in the finder. Um, just if I do it on a, an animated GIF, at least it works once and then does not work again at all. Like it'll, it'll mm. just, it, I just get a spinner um, as if it's trying to load whatever the thing is, but it's, it never loads. So I don't know what causes that. I, uh, I'm actually <laughs> that. glad though to hear that, you're, you're having less than 100% success with it because I've had some, I don't know, I, I, I had some struggles just today. Really? And I didn't want to suggest be me. Yeah. I, and I don't know what the problem was in where it lands, but, you know, I, I started running 13.3 and then today I've had some weird network stuff, which luckily hasn't affected this call so far. But every once in a while, my internet connection is just dying and I have to unplug and replug my ethernet cable and then it's fine again. But that only happened Yikes. since I upgraded. Yeah. Good times. I don't think I've seen any of those yet. Hmm. But and this problem might have started yesterday. Oh god, man! I must have installed something that screwed this up because I was also I was um, using iMovie yesterday and noticing that it was crazy slow. And um, watching a um, video, and then when I would output the video and look at the video, it was like scrubbing in it was also crazy slow. Um, Hmm. And so I. feel like maybe this bug can't crept in before i upgraded this morning <laughs> I but I, now i gotta now i gotta go back and, and figure out what the hell i installed <laughs> that might have done i this. had a weird one a while back in quick look where if i hit spacebar um on a podcast and it was a podcast with a chapter with chapter breaks as soon as i clicked on the menu the drop down menu to change the chapter it would essentially crash the the preview and i'd have to like close it and reopen it no idea Hmm. but that one stuck around for a while which was annoying because i had several podcasts where it's like i want to check and make sure i put the chapter marks in the right places and it would just be like (laughs) that what would it be like could you say one more time it'd be like ah god you know what's not like dan (laughs) i do i'm gonna tell you no oh well, and Milton and I were actually just um, earlier today wavelengthing about this very topic. It's our old friends at Indochino. <laughs> this episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. Uh, I'm supposed to describe a wedding or formal event I've got coming up and how the cost of attending can add up quickly. Flights, hotels, gifts, etc. Well, I've got uh, my own son's bar mitzvah coming up in a little more than a year. That'll be expensive for other reasons because I have to throw it. Um, but every time you go to uh, uh, an event, you know, you got to get the gift. You got to get all the fancy clothes if there's travel you got to do that we all want to look sharp during wedding season but it shouldn't be expensive with a custom fitted suit from indochino you can look good and create memories without it costing a fortune customize every detail on your suit shirt dinner jacket and more in a range of colors from a traditional black or gray to burgundy or olive to a classic hemsworth navy uh 
Every Rebound host on this very podcast has custom clothing from Indochino. I have two suits. Dan has one suit, and Moltz has a pair of pants. We we slowly decrease the amount of clothing we have from Indochino <laughs> as we go through those hosts. Um, but I've worn them to Dan's wedding. I've worn them to uh, my kids' bat mitzvahs. I've worn them to present. And I have to tell you... Uh, I mean, Dan was the handsomest guy at his wedding, but that's because he was also in an Indochino suit. But everywhere else I go, when I'm not around another guy in an Indochino suit, I'm the handsomest guy around. So pretty fantastic. Every suit is made to your exact measurements, and you can customize every freaking detail. Create a suit that suits you and your style perfectly with options for fabrics, lapel shape, custom monograms, statement lightings, and more. They also have tuxedos starting at $579. Why rent when you could buy a custom tux you can rewear for years to come? Indochino also offers completely custom-fitted shirts, casual wear, and more. Get a superior wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without the luxury price tag. They're always adding new pieces and options so you can stay on trend and in style. Explore their relaxed yet refined approach to spring suits with their new spring fabrics. RSVP knowing you've got the perfect look all wedding season long with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use the promo code REBOUND to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for sponsoring this show and for their help in creating the phrase custom or bustum. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> it's if you're just tuning in to, to the show already in progress. Oh, did, so did you read the, uh, the New York Times thing about the uh, headset? <laughs> I did. I, I did. Yeah. It's uh, going to be a disaster, it. isn't it? <laughs> a disaster um gonna be awful everyone's gonna hate it yeah first of all neither of the bylines on that story inspired a lot of no. confidence in that story <laughs> no not so much wow uh, that was Ruined some brian x chen shade huh <laughs> well i felt it very much like here's the thing it's really hard to suss out from it what is th- trying to fit a certain narrative that feels like it's being constructed uh, versus what is actually like reasonable concerns. Because I think there are some interesting questions about what the hell this thing is, but we are also in a state where literally nobody outside the company has seen it. So certainly I can understand wanting to talk about like what the expectations are from people inside the company, but it also feels like the people who are going to go talk to these guys are the guys who are like, this project is a trash fire, <laughs> right? Like... The people who yeah. are like really gung ho about this product and think it worked really well, they're not talking to the press, <laughs> right? Uh, so I kind of go. Oh, eh. I, I maintain. I think maybe this may be a a unpopular take, but I think that three thousand dollar figure is still bullshit. Oh, you don't think? Maybe it's I'm wrong. Be, you don't think it's gonna be that much? No, I yeah. don't think so. Because that seems like a if, lot. Unless they are really pitching it as this is a dev kit that yeah, is right. you know being used for the so the next version which will come out next year will yeah. be cheaper and like this is so developers can get a head start i mean meta's we'll meta's like, starts at like 400 bucks now right and they have a low power one and yeah. this i'm sure this will outpace it from a, like a technological sure, standpoint absolutely. but yeah it's still a hard sell for yeah. anybody that's that's like a it's like buying a mac pro or something right yeah. like yeah and if you want it's so important to get to the you know like pickup in the in the consumer market this is apple we're talking about this is a company that sells hundreds of millions of devices if not more right like they don't want to sell yeah they okay they said they're gonna sell what five hundred thousand or something in the first year like come on that's that's pocket change um i I think that it will have to be priced to move in some fashion or they're really gonna have to spin it as something that is the a prototype but we're so excited about it that we want to show it to you and show you what people are going to be able to do with it and even in the case of developers working on it i feel like they may even like i don't know subsidize it in some fashion or another but you gotta the have only a thing story right that has the only thing that has me like not even excited about this device but open to being excited about this device is it does feel like a widespread campaign <laughs> to lower expectations. <laughs> and <laughs> well, if that's know, done with are, the intent of subverting the record, those, You are on the record as saying that you, uh, that you do not want to buy the first generation of this device. Oh, yeah. So. I'm not in the market. No question. Yeah. No question. And, and the more I read about it, the writer I am. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, uh, it's just this, and I, uh, it's just this whole conceit of 
putting this thing on so that I can see avatars of my friends. And then everything that they were saying about corrective lenses and how they would or wouldn't work, like you can't wear glasses with it. It's just crazy. That's crazy. My prescription changes I mean, every other, year. Yeah, I mean, and other other companies like have designed ones that that let you wear it over glasses or something. Like, I don't know. It, it's... Right. If they optimized for slim, which is the Apple way, then I could see how your lenses yeah, would fit. Yeah, but like how many people working on that device are probably wear glasses, right? That's yeah, the they're all nerds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. Six I, eyes? I, What's the problem? <laughs> Pencil neck geek. <laughs> My neck is too weak to hold this up. I, That's why the battery uh, pack goes on your belt. <laughs> yeah, I can't I, wear this I, this way. Also, it just looks good that way. Well, I mean, it goes great in the in the pocket protector. First of all, um, I don't know. This is the thing that I'm most interested about. Is like it feels like I I have my own concerns about this for reasons that I I kind of agree with Lex. Like I don't know what this device is or why this they're making this device. I'm open to being convinced, but at this point, I feel like there has been so much discussion about it, especially about this device being a disaster that i feel like well i i would like to at least see what it is <laughs> like yeah right that's you know that's the least that you should do really yeah 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 i mean and it seems it, like but if I you mean, look at the if you look i mean i think the points that carolina miss miss lenny milanese milanese <laughs> thank you um made in that article were pretty good though that just that the market is at a weirdly yeah. early stage for them to be because usually what they do is like they reinvent stuff right i mean they they yeah. look at like the market for that that's going on right now and they say we can do better than that and they do better than that and then they ship something that you know turns it i would know, on it upside down and this market is not in that kind of position really because not that many people own these things see i i would argue though that that is similar to the apple watch there were not a lot of smart watches like Porn if you want to include stuff like the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had one too, but it was a Kickstarter project, right? Yeah. Like it's not like it was, you know, widespread. It was never shipped in the number of units that the Apple Watch ships in, even the early Apple Watch, I would guess. But like, there was not a lot of smartwatch stuff. If you include like Fitbits and stuff yeah. like that, okay, there's a little bit more there. But even then, the Apple Watch. I mean, as we covered in detail on this Apple Watch focus show, <laughs> uh, the first version of that was like really really broken like i mean they're like it does everything it runs apps it does that and everyone's like ah, but most of it it doesn't do very well right it took them several versions to get to a point where it's like yeah okay now you can buy an apple watch for a couple hundred bucks and it, it's really good at fitness tracking and health stuff and it's like great you know we narrowed the scope and we improved the technology and it got cheaper and all of that made it more compelling so i have no expectation that this is going to be better than the series zero apple watch <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that's, I, that's a fairly reasonable like you know guess at what how it's going to ship initially i'm fairly de-risked right because i have made the claim that Moltz wants to hold me to he's got the post note and everything that th i will not be in the market worst case i'll like it and want it <laughs> so i can't i can't lose um i can either be right or i can get a new thing i want but i i was out to dinner on uh, friday night this is not important to the story but i'm gonna make sure i get the day right and um the one of my friends was mentioning how she had this issue where every time she gets in her car it's pairs to her phone and starts playing a u2 album that she never bought i swear to you i'm not making this up <laughs> <laughs> and um i just died laughing and i was like i believe this was on the very first episode of my podcast the rebound so you should check that out um and there are still today apple help articles that tell you how to <laughs> remove songs of innocence from your devices um it would not surprise me at all if and to me, that was like just an embarrassing Apple misreading the room. It would not surprise me at all if this is the rare Apple product where they like give it a shot and they're like, yeah, this doesn't work. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, I'm hard. I, I cannot today imagine a world where this is a smashing success that Apple wants to keep going with year after year. Like this is going to be at best. They're going to call it a hobby <laughs> Apple TV style. And then uh, will it last as long as the Apple TV? My hunch is no. So hmm. you can prepare really? to okay. quote me back and make me look stupid later. Okay, hang on. Are you writing this down? I got it. It's today. Okay. 
Today is the 20th of March, 2023. Come on, it's the day we all joined Wavelength. <laughs> A day that we'll remember forever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think... You're just you're you're getting deeper and deeper into this. First, you said you didn't want the first one, and now you say that Apple's going to kill this eventually. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lex Friedman has announced he it will set me. all of these on fire <laughs> on day one. Um, I I I'm a little more uh, uh, sanguine, I guess, yeah, about this. Yeah, I think um, I think it'll. I mean, I I would guess that it probably will eke along more like the HomePod. And yeah, it will. You know, the first one will be. Kind of a bit of a swing and a miss. Um, some people will like it, but it won't sell very well. And then they'll come out with one that's a lot cheaper and does maybe a little bit less, but is a more approachable for a broader audience. I'm guessing... My gut tells me this is 1500 bucks or less. And I know that seems a lot lower than what has been out there, but... It's half. And I'm... F- yeah, I've, I fully admit that I could be 100% wrong about that. But that, like, I don't think anybody's... I would be even more comfortable if it were, like, nine ninety nine. But I think that they're going to struggle to get it to that point without eating a whole bunch of the margin. If, if I think they'll... Even at 1500 bucks, I think they may be running this at basically close to cost. But I cannot imagine them selling any number of them. Yeah. At three thousand dollars, you know, when when the Apple, I think the Apple Watch is an interesting comparison. But when the watch first came out, I think Apple would say today, like they didn't know what it would be used for. They didn't yep. know what the best yeah. case use for was it, and what it what uh, you get what I'm trying to say. But so it ended up being primarily a fitness device, um, right? That's the number one way that people use it is for various fitness tracking type things. That's not the number one thing I use it for, but it's the way most people use it. I am really. Somewhere between hard pressed and absolutely unable to believe um, that a device like this could be used for anything other than gaming in a serious way. Like mm-hmm. this is not going to be a way people do meetings. And if you're going to try to take the over under on duration of time, an Apple product dedicated to gaming can succeed. I feel comfortable with my bet. But if it really is only for gaming, I don't think that's I what how you. it'll launch. I think that's the only thing that makes sense. I, I, well, I see. That's the thing is, if it's for VR, like on the VR side, sure. But on the mixed reality side, I think there is the potential for some other applications. But I agree that it's not. It hasn't. Nobody's come up with a really great one yet. Maybe Apple has. We just don't know. It would have leaked. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I I think that the 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 I think there's there I think they have an idea of what this product would like to be ten years from now, and I think there's no way to get to that product without version zero, and version zero will not look like what this product looks like ten years from now. And you, you to your point, Lex, it has to survive that long, right? But like Apple does can't afford to play a long game. They can't afford to like you know spell sell small amounts of this. And revise the technology every year until they get it to the point where it's like the Apple Watch is now. But, um, Maltz, what do yeah, you think the odds are that you're going to buy one? Uh, oh, first generation. Very low. Yeah. I mean, if it's 1500 even if it's $1,500, I really doubt that I'm going to buy one. Um, how I much? Can't, I like, I would like to get, I would like today. to get a, a new Xbox and I don't, I won't even chill out like 400 bucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a Maltz problem. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'd been tempted by the PlayStation 5 or the PlayStation VR 2 just because I, I, I was interested in it. But, like, it's the, the cost of a PlayStation 5. And that was like, yeah, that's, that's a little too much for me. Yeah. Um, speaking of games and game yes. systems, uh, I watched a, there was a preview for the next Breath of the Wild game, which comes out. I in knew May. this was going to come up. To- yeah. And I was very excited to watch the preview. And it looks. I didn't watch the whole thing. It looks thing, terrific. <laughs> yeah, it does look really good. Uh, I'm going to lose my wife to this game, basically. <laughs> she loved Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, and she's it's like... like one of the best games ever made. <laughs> I have not finished it, and I feel really guilty about that, so I feel like I'm going to have to go do that before I, this game comes out. I'm close. Like I think I got to the point where it's like I could go fight the, the big bad, but I was like, oh, but I want to do all the stuff on the side, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. it's like then it was just too much, and I, I didn't get Tears there. Tears so. of the Kingdom is what it's called. Or Tears of the Kingdom. Or Tears. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, anyway, uh, very excited. Not, not one I, for I like me. The, it's okay. 
Yeah, I I I did appreciate that. There's a fe- a function like where you can run around and just stick things together. Yeah, like yeah. you can build you combine build shit like, by just like you take a stick and put a that? giant rock and then you have a, I made like a hammer. Stick with a rock like, on the that's end. That's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited. We we will almost certainly get that. I'm I have a. I think I've decided I'm probably gonna pre-order the um that next Star Wars game that comes out because it comes out on my birthday and I feel like wow yeah at that point you're kind of forced yeah it's I twist my arm guys no I was going for Uh, Star Wars humor but okay (laughs) yeah I just decided to ignore it um I didn't get it I'm gonna be honest that's why Uh, I had to point it out (laughs) story of my life man that's that's, that is how the best joke yeah um but uh I I'm still working my way through Ghost of Tsushima which I'm getting close to finishing so I feel like I got to I got to finish that before I guess I can they're start making doing a show or a game. movie what are they one of them I can't That remember. is going to be turned into a movie yeah. apparently. Okay. I also had that moment this I was I was doing <laughs> Am I on um, the right show? <laughs> yep. This is technology. This is technology to be fair. Uh I was in Carrot Weather they have like a little mini game where you go around and find locations on a map um I which I like playing that. sometimes. And uh, I was scrolling around in the over near Japan, and I had not realized that Tsushima was an actual island, and they built it like based on the map there. I was like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense than thinking it was just some random fictional (laughs) island, and it was in fact invaded by the Mongols in the 13th century. Mm. So, Hyrule is also you know, yeah, there you go, you rule. We have a couple questions from uh, Rebound Prime listeners. You guys open answering those. Sure. I did think there was one more topic that we didn't talk oh. about at all, but if we want to get to questions, we can do that. What's the topic? What's the topic? Now I got to know. Yeah, me There's too. a new Apple service out today. Oh, we didn't yeah. even mention oh, it. The, the, yeah. You want to give us the, the high points? Because I haven't used it yet. Oh, the high notes are Cs. There you mm-hmm. go. Um, yep. See, Le- Lex doesn't like it when I said points, he gets but that's his okay. Joke, but <laughs> no, I thought that was fine. a classic. I, I rolled with it. <laughs> if it ain't Baroque. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a strange app because it's kind of just like a different interface for like a subsection of Apple music. Like you can find all these tracks as far as I can tell on Apple music and, and like stuff that's already in your library shows up in your Apple music classic library and stuff that you add in this library shows up in your Apple music library, but it's got like a better like interface for, for finding classical music because classical music is weird compared to pop music, right? Like most of the stuff is hundreds of years old and has been performed by like dozens of different yeah. orchestras and whatever. So mm-hmm. it's not like you can just be like, give me this piece. It's like, well, which version? Right. Um, and my dad was a huge classical, I mean, still is a huge classical music fan. Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of stuff uh, and I'm not nearly as deep into it as he is, but like I did appreciate things where it's like you could mark certain works as favorites and then browse through all the versions of those, you know, pieces and um it's got lots of biographical information about the composers and the performers, etc. And it's it's interesting. I think it's here I do have one theory about this. Because it is kind of weird. Like it's not available on the iPad unless you run it as an iPhone app. It's not available on the Mac. It doesn't have CarPlay support, like all this stuff. And it came out late, right? Like they they said it was going to be delivered by the end of 2022, but it didn't show up until March 2023. My theory is that they started by trying to fold this into Apple Music and got probably halfway through and were like, oh shit, this does not work. <laughs> we should just pull this all out and do a separate app. And they kind of scrambled to redo it in that app. Mm. Um, that's my guess. I have no hard information to back that up, but it very much feels like they had to go back to a drawing board and that's why they don't have all the other versions of this. Um, yeah. So it's weird. It's not, it is, it is strange all there. that there's nothing, you know, there's just the iOS version. Hilariously at the bottom of the press release, it says that the classical, the version for Android is coming soon, but makes no mention of the Mac or iPad. <laughs> I, I'm honestly surprised they didn't even just tweak the color scheme, like to, to try to just give you a sense of place of which app you're in. Like since to the point it's the a subset of the Apple music library. It's funny to me that it takes seemingly efforts to look like the original music app where I would think they would try to make it look a little bit different just so you can know where you are. I don't know. It's a different font. I don't work there. Like, yeah, well, I don't know. Anyways, it's 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 pretty good. Like, I mean, I, I think it solves a lot of problems that Apple Music had when it came to classical music, and that will help make a lot of people happy. Um, the other weird thing about it, which I noted in the piece I wrote at Six Colors, is there's a ton of movie scores in there, which is nice, but there is some weird shit with the way the metadata, because I think they just basically ran some sort of tool to, like, import things, and it treats, like... 
So, like, if you have an album with like from a symphony orchestra, right? It's got like pieces by four different composers. It'll break it up, right? It'll say like, okay, here's this composer with these movements in the symphony. Here's another composer with these movements in the symphony. It has little subheadings and all that, and that's great. But it must be doing some weird search thing because like I opened the album for um Into the Spider-Verse and like several it's broken up arbitrarily into different tracks all of which are credited to the composer but then some of them are credited to him like as like his last name is Pemberton it's like Pemberton Spider-Man <laughs> and there's like one track I'm like what the fuck uh and then Please, it does Pemberton that like Spider-Man is my father <laughs> <laughs> you gotta but figure like, in the multiverse happened, there is a Pemberton Spider-Man there is a Pemberton Spider-Man mm-hmm. who writes movie scores exactly. but like I think it it found tracks that had Spider-Man in it and like made it a different poser and then there were ones where like uh, on a soundtrack album by like James Horner it was like mentioning other soundtracks it had like a subset like uh, James Horner Braveheart in the Rocketeer soundtrack and I'm like why is this here and I think it's because the titles maybe he has like main title on like multiple albums oh right like tracks called main title and somehow it's conflating them. Mm-hmm. Anyways, somebody needs to go in and clean that shit up because yeah. it's I, I nominate nuts. Dan. Quite honestly, seems like he knows um, a lot about it. I don't. I don't think that job would pay enough. <laughs> it's Apple. You never know. All right, Lex. You said we had questions. We do have us. some questions. If you want to be one of the cool kids asking questions, we have our own click. Uh, it's our own little wavelength. Uh, go to prime.reboundcast.com and you can sign up and get bootlegs, bonus episodes. Join our Discord and uh, submit questions that we answer on the podcast. Skylar Blue asks if the rebounds theme music had lyrics, what would they be? Uh, I haven't answered this question because I recorded one once. Uh, it opens with technology. Am I right? If you want to hear it and you're a member of Rebound Prime, if you go to reboundcast.com slash song, it'll take you to the Discord where I shared my version of the song. Um, so there you go. Uh, do you guys have lyrics <laughs> that you would provide? No, I, I, I was relying on you for, for any. I forgot that you did that previously, uh, but, you know. Thank you. I got you. nothing. I, 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 your version is canonical. As far as yeah, that's right. They used to hate it, you guys. You got uh, time heals I all. I still down. hate it, but I haven't listened to it in a long time. <laughs> uh, CZ says, Hey, did you know that iOS has power on and off sounds? They're delightful. Since you owned many Macs, which was your favorite startup sound? Which alert sound do you use? Do you have interface sound effects and volume changes on? And what's your iOS sound approach? Do you personalize ringtones? I'd like to take the last part first. <laughs> Uh, I have a custom ringtone from They Might Be Giants, and I have a custom ringtone that I recorded myself for when Lauren calls. That's a parody of Bon Jovi's It's My Life called It's My Wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course. <laughs> I do That's have a... That's pretty good. I do have a custom ringtone for... I have a custom ringtone for my wife. That's the... I don't know why I made this. It's the old-timey car horn sound that was in there. Like, ooga. <laughs> uh, and then I think for someone, maybe my parents, I have a custom, like, vibration pattern. Because you can yeah. do those. Uh, I have one that's like the shave and a haircut. Hmm. Um, I don't... I Years ago, I was playing around with it and, like, writing stories about it. And I it's still... It's in there from, like, 15 years ago or whatever. <laughs> I don't uh, have I don't I, have any. I mean, my mine is the default. Uh, although my my text, um, I the only thing that I have customized is receiving texts, and that is um, the Jawas saying Utini. <laughs> uh, but everything else is and and the thing is, I, I mean, I I the audio is always off on my phone, so I never I never hear any of it ever. So that's the real bummer of it all. Yeah, <laughs> never hear it. Um, Utini. And then uh, was that I have one that all you the sound effects, or was that one oh, that you off. that you? It's pre-recorded. And then how, it's, it's from it's from make... the movie or something. I mean, I, I think I downloaded. I think it, I think I might have bought it. Um, I was gonna say because I don't. A million. I don't, there's years no ago. way to do custom one. Like there was for a little while, you could make custom ones. Can you still do that, or is that I have not no idea. possible? I mean, it's like it's funny that that seemed like the like the hot thing to do for a while, and now it's. Yeah, I didn't, wouldn't even. Didn't Rogue Amoeba have a tool for a while? It was, you could save in Fission. I think you could save something like as a ringtone because you could make like a ringtone file. Like it was like a .m4r or something. I remember this being a big Those were deal the days. at the time. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Uh, what were the other questions, Lex? Do you have interface sounds on on your Mac? I do not. No. Like yeah, the sound interface you sends them to the trash. Interface. Like when you throw away your trash and yeah. I have the trash. Like I play the trash sound. I don't. I didn't change it. 
Um, yeah. but well, so there's, I turned there's off a little toggle to turn those off. Everything else, like mail, I, I think I've turned all the sounds off on, um, mostly because I, I just eventually found all that stuff really distracting. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. And do, I mean, do you no leave on these... the sounds for when you change volume? Yes, I do have those on. Mm, I have those yeah, off too. I think, think I do have that on, yeah. I like to know what it's going to sound like. It's tricky when I, I have a USB yeah, interface that, and right. it doesn't work with that because it has a physical volume knob on it, so I get annoyed sometimes when I, was like, I go to hit it and it's like, oh, nope, no sounds. Yeah. Um, and then there's a bunch of, oh, did you have a favorite Mac startup sound and what alert sound do you use? God, I used to uh, use some, like there was some, th- back in the Mac OS 9 days, there was a thing that you could use to, did you just drag it into a folder or something? Then it would play. I can't remember yes. if that was a special, if that was a, uh, like a startup. Yeah, item. there was a alert sound. Yeah. I used to have a, like a different, I used to have something that would play, every, you know, whenever I restarted, but, uh, which, you know, with OS 9 was like, <laughs> five times a day but uh no i don't i mean other than other than the regular old i did turn on that the you know the 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 startup sound you know using the command line when they took it away for a while yeah it's back now uh my favorite startup sound was the original my first mac i think yeah i mean i i kind of liked as that sound evolved but it was still the same sound but just like richer or more bass or whatever like i enjoyed all that experience but i enjoyed that it's also the apple tv bug sound yes now that does amuse yeah. me and delight me. Yeah. Uh, and then my current alert sound, according to system settings on this computer, is breeze. Mine is boop. There you go. I just don't hear it that often. <laughs> um, yeah, mine is also But anyway, boop. we're yeah. t- to power through the rest of these questions, Mahir wants to know whether Dan or I had issues ordering iPhones via the upgrade program because of the Apple Card. Oh, yeah. I did not. Yeah, this was a thing a couple years ago. I had this problem where it wouldn't take that card when I was filling it out because I remember I was trying to order it at some whatever bizarre hour of the morning it was and it refused it and I had to use a different card and then switch my loan back onto the Apple card. I think that was two years ago. It was annoying, but it's, yeah. I've since, this time around, the most recent one, it was fine. Listener Sarva asks, has Moltz's fashion sense changed from 1968? <laughs> this is inspired in part by Moltz sharing uh, a photo in the... our Discord. Yeah. 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 Um, it might have circled back around. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I don't, actually, I don't remember what I'm wearing in, the, in that, but I remember the pants are a little short, right? Are they skinny pants? Yeah. I can't even remember. I don't know. You looked great, I thought. Yeah, I looked fine. I mean, I was a kid. I looked fine. I, I looked frightened. that's probably accurate i was you know you thought the camera taking the picture looked really large you're like how could this be much much smaller i prefer small handheld electronic devices exactly yeah i i knew even then yeah also and i you know having just toured the white house i was like you're telling me most of this is a is a gentleman's agreement that that seems like that could break down at any time Uh, Yitz wants to know if we think Apple should slash would ever pursue cloud processing services the way that Microsoft, Google, and Amazon do. What would that look like? I mean, I know they offer remote build options to devs, but something beyond that, perhaps as part of advanced Siri AI computation or some kind of persistent VR slash AR hosting. Uh, I don't think they should, and I don't think they will. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, I'll agree because I don't really have an opinion. <laughs> it seems antithetical to the way they've wanted to do everything, which is more yeah. and more stuff on the devices. They didn't invest this much money in building their own silicon to have it all done in the cloud. I think they should move iCloud to AWS. Uh, Mahir wants to know... Apple Web Services. <laughs> will Lex put in the same best effort while recording the theme song of this show that he did for the just-released and truly awesome Robot or Not song, or is this a case of the Taylor's children wearing rags? Uh, well, luckily, I had already recorded my version of the theme song for this show, and yes, if you listen to Robot or Not on the Incomparable, at Jason Snell's request, I recorded a, uh, a custom theme song parody of... Uh, uh, under the boardwalk, mostly written by Jason, quite frankly. That's all about John Syracuse. So look for that wherever you get your incomparable podcasts. <laughs> and then finally, Mr. E-Man wants to know, actually wants to share and know, every so often I do something clever at work that gives me a smug feeling, even though nobody <laughs> else cares. What's the favorite clever thing you've ever done at work or wherever? <laughs> or wherever. <laughs> so many clever things. Uh, the best example I can think of I mean, this was like a clever, I think I've told this story before, but like one of my summer jobs 
was working at the, the law library here that my dad worked at. And I had this really terrible job where it was like the new law journals would come in and the professors wanted to like look through all the tables of contents and figure out like what cases they wanted to read. And so my job was to photocopy the table of contents from all the new law journals, but to shrink them down to like quarter size and then to cut them out and paste four of them on a page and then make a packet of them oh to distribute. God. And this was terrible. This was a bad, just like the literally, I think the most menial job I've ever had. Uh, and I, that was basically like the summer after I had started like messing around with PHP and we discovered all the stuff was online. And so I helped my boss like build a online tool that basically eliminated that entire job <laughs> because you could just get all the tables of contents online and we like you know basically you know scrape them up and put them in like one file that people could look at and it felt so good <laughs> to like destroy that stupid menial job uh that i to this day i still think very very fondly back on that that's dan putting people out of work <laughs> myself specifically <laughs> um so uh my 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 code notes <laughs> were always i don't know i i thought they were always very amusing i would often go on long <laughs> completely unrelated rants <laughs> and <laughs> just to, I mean, mostly because like these were things that i supported like i would write the i would write these these applications and then i ended up supporting them and and finally you know finally i did leave and some of this stuff got transitioned to somebody else and, <laughs> and, then, and finally one one person said to me your code notes <laughs> your code notes are wild so you know i mean if you you read my uh my new column at six colors you'll get an idea of what it what they were kind of like i uh and that's that's a nice little plug molt's new uh i, I didn't hear the full announcement but your new something at six colors <laughs> <laughs> this week uh, in apple um I, there's a quality i think dan and john have in different ways i think jason snell actually is another guy who has it of of kind of living for these things, right? Meaning living to be clever in the sense of looking to find solutions to shitty problems. <laughs> and Dan described a great example. So I would say that my favorite clever thing I've done is whatever the most recent clever thing I've done is <laughs> because I'm always looking to do those things. Like most recently I've talked on this show about how I've been able to use chat GPT for something actually helpful, which is helping me to write summaries of podcasts I don't understand for a client. Uh, and the fact that I can do that and automate it. And instead of having even instead of having to listen to an hour long podcast on a topic that holds no interest to me and that I really don't understand, uh, I can very quickly automate getting a transcript send the transcript to ChatGPT, ask it to give me everything, title suggestions, descriptions, and what the intro is that the host should record for the episode that follows. That's freaking amazing. But my whole, like Jan described, I've, I can't count the number of things I've coded either because I was experiencing a thing that was a slow and annoying problem or because people I care about had slow and annoying problems that I wanted to solve for them. So uh, it's, it's a constantly evolving thing that I'm most proud of that was clever because it's whatever I did most recently. Could you just ask ChatGPT for us what was the most clever thing you've done recently? Uh, I am ChatGPT. <laughs> oh, no. It is inevitable. 